The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Good morning, Southwest Florida. Sunday morning, April 26th. Got a busy half hour, so let's get to it. My name is Danny Clayton saying good morning, Mark Oswald, our Chief Compliance Officer. Good morning, gentlemen. And uh, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Good morning, Danny. Uh, let's sort through this last week. Well, I think that's really a good start. You know, obviously, we do a week in review to start off every show every Sunday, and it doesn't stop this week. Obviously, a lot of things going on again, Derek, in the markets. The S&P kind of flattish for the week. The, the NASDAQ, you know, not a whole lot of movement, but uh, a pretty busy week nonetheless. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, there was a lot of focus on the credit markets. Uh, certainly the, the passage of this PPP, the extension of the PPP program was a positive as more and more small businesses will have the capital to maintain their employees. So that was a, certainly a boost of confidence. Then we had a lot of volatility generated by the uh, perceived efficacy of therapeutic vaccines, like for example, the Gilead drug. You know, there was a story out that you know, it had flopped the test, but the reality was they didn't have enough people in the test, and it was also in China, so you can take that with a grain of salt. You know, when I think about the markets year-to-date and what people's reaction has been, given the backdrop of everything that's going on in this world right now, you came to me with uh, some numbers this week to our investment committee that just, just kind of blew me away. Yeah, you know, if you, if you just focused on the headlines and think of everything from one point to another, you can come to the wrong conclusion. You know, last year, the S&P 500 was up over 30 percent right this year with all of this negative news you know the virus the collapsing of the the force the closing of the economy the S&P is only down 11 and a half percent so any of our listeners out there have been in the S&P 500 for the last 16 months they're still way ahead. And if you think about that, that you're talking about somebody who has been 100% in the S&P 500. Hopefully people who are listening this morning are diversified, well diversified in their portfolio between some fixed income and some equity, and they haven't taken that whole 11.5% down. And even then, had you done that, net on a two-year basis or on a three-year basis, you're probably ahead. You are. And, and that's why, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot here at Annex is, you know, the beauty of a balanced portfolio and the opportunities to rebalance, Mark, which you talk about all the time. Turn your attention a little bit to some of the, the earnings numbers that are coming out. You know, I think this is important right now with the first weeks of April going by here that a lot of companies, whether it's the financial companies or the technology companies, have reported. We saw Intel this week, for instance, being a, a, a company that reported. I think we can talk a little bit about the numbers, but I think the takeaway is the absence of guidance from these companies. That's absolutely true. You know, and, and m- much of the analyst community is headquartered in New York, really, which was the epicenter of, of the virus outbreak. So I'm sure a lot of analysts, the last thing they were doing was calling companies. They were more concerned about their their well-being. But generally speaking, you know, Intel's a perfect example. They report better expected earnings, better than expected revenues, but they could give no guidance on the balance of the year because no one really knows the rate of trajectory which with which the U.S. and the rest of the global economy is going to reopen. How about dividends? Are dividends safe right now? A lot of company 
companies, you know, you're thinking about whether or not if you're an investor in some of these companies or you're in a mutual fund or an ETF that hold these companies, how safe are the dividends right now? Well, you know, most people forget that half the long-term returns from stocks comes from dividends. And what we're seeing is companies that are cyclically challenged, companies like Boeing, um, are, are, are suspending dividend payments because they're trying to conserve cash. Similarly with the retailers, uh, the, the sit-in diners, the sit-in restaurants, that sort of thing. But like Johnson & Johnson, of course, they raise their dividend. Their business is very safe. In fact, they're one of the leading candidates to hopefully produce a vaccine that works. Turn your attention to the unemployment claims number that came out earlier this week. A big number again. I mean, you gotta, you've got to digest this because it is important to understand what the long-term prospects are for the return of the economy. And we can't just get away from the bad news either. There were some bad numbers coming out of unemployment claims. Yeah, we had another 4.4 million this week versus a 4.3 estimate. So not as bad versus expectations as the prior couple. 26 million in the last five weeks, which basically puts the unemployment rate around 20%. Now, I'm hopeful that with the extension of PPP and the further funding, that the unemployment claims will diminish rather sharply in coming weeks, because I have no doubt that the, the delay in funding that caused more people to lose their jobs than might have, might have otherwise. Kind of unintended consequences, but some of those unemployment claims are now coming with a $600 weekly kicker, you know, and it's going to be tough sometimes to get some of these people to come back to work, because, you know, for some people, the economic balance is between paying daycare and going to work if you're getting money from the government, it might make more sense to stay home. Well, I read a, an article. There was a fellow in Oregon, you know, restaurateur, wants to open July 1. He reached out to all his employees who he had had to lay off. None of them wanted to come back. They said, we'll see August 1st. So he can't open, reopen until August 1st. I didn't know, like, for example, a short order cook makes $15 an hour. That's what you're getting on top of unemployment claims. So many people are making significantly more than they made in their prior job. Still more to come. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Got a couple of webinars coming up next week. Don't have to even leave your house. Details on that on the way on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. COVID-19's impact is staggering. From the tragic loss of life to the gut punch to the worldwide economy, we understand why you're feeling anxious. These challenging times are a result result of a public health crisis that has created an economic crisis. Most thought the American economy was on a healthy track before the virus spread globally. But even the best health professionals can only estimate how long we'll have to live like this. Whether you're a client of Annex or not, please take a deep breath before making hasty decisions that could permanently harm your plan. I've said this often, this too shall pass. Our clients' plans are built to address current cash needs, intermediate goals, and eventually a satisfying retirement. We're committed to making that happen. If we can help, head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Use Annex everywhere and never leave the house. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Stay healthy. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. As an essential business, Annex Wealth Management didn't miss a beat. With a robust technical backbone, many moved to remote locations. But even with that, we're here for you. We've always loved personal interaction with our clients. From destination retirement, are we there yet, to saving the family cottage. Our meeting rooms packed with clients and non-clients needing more information. Well, that's all changed now. We have pivoted to a complete online experience with a series of webinars tackling all of those subjects and more 
And we want to talk about one now. It's our old favorite, the Annuity Enigma, which will be back next week. Stick around for details on that. Our presenters visited a couple of weeks ago, and they're back for the encore. Let's welcome in Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA. Hello, Deanne. Well, hi, Danny. Eric Strom, Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Eric. Thank you for having me back, Danny, and hello. Nice job, guys. You made a seamless transition to the webinar world. I mean, we've done it before, but Deanne, tell me a little bit about that first Annuity Enigma webinar. I heard it went really well. It did. Uh, first of all, it hit audience capacity. And with today's technology, we were able to make it interactive. So we were able to get feedback live from the audience. And that's so important for Eric and me so we can focus on what's important to those in the workshop with us. What was the most common thing that came up? Uh, I would say the question, should I keep it? And that's really a financial planning question. You know, how does it fit into my plan as a product that was designed to protect a person from living too long? So we have to remember annuities are an insurance product, but like any kind of insurance, proper analysis needs to be done to determine if their original intention when they were sold to you is still an important factor. Of course, along with the cost associated with the annuity. You know, Danny, most people don't realize how expensive they are and what their real net after expense return on their annuity is. And unfortunately, they're usually unpleasantly surprised when they learn that their actual net return can be much lower than they realized. Ouch. Eric, what else comes up about annuities? So we were getting questions quite a bit in our webinar about fixed indexed annuities. And I wanted to sh just share a quick client story about that. I recently met with this client who had bought a fixed indexed annuity back in 2018. It was a nine-year product. So they were obligated to stay in that annuity until 2027. Now, this annuity looks pretty good. It has no fees and the annuity can't lose money, meaning the account value can never go down from year to year, which is very appealing. Now, the way this annuity might grow is based on the S&P 500, which is, of course, a market index of large U.S. companies. If the S&P 500 goes up for the year, they get that upside up to a cap of 3.8%. And the client was really happy with this 3.8%, but the client came in in our meeting and was very upset that on the annuity's second anniversary, they got a letter saying that 3.8% was actually becoming 2.8%. The client was saying, I've got seven more years in this thing, and they just changed the rules on me. In fact, the client even went on to share that they had actually purchased and put money into a five-year bank CD in early 2019 that actually was paying a rate also in the twos. That was guaranteed every year rather than just a shot at 2.8%. And it was only a five-year tie-up of the money instead of nine years. Take-home message with that story is that with fixed indexed annuities, the rules can change. And there actually has been a history of that happening. It's just such an important thing to, to know. Interesting stuff and complex vehicles, those annuities. So if you missed our first Annuity Enigma webinar, no problem. You're in luck. The next edition happens on Thursday, April 30th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Central. And we give two different time zones because we have clients in over 20 states. Deanne, this is the Annuity Enigma Encore edition, isn't it? That's right. And with easy interactive technology, we can get to the core of your concerns, answer your questions while giving you a primer on these products. So we'll unravel them in examples and take some of the mystery out of annuities. We'll cover what they actually are, what they're meant to do, different types, how we at Annex analyze them and determine if they should be capped or what our options might be if we want to get out of them. And Danny, we actually even throw in nine things the annuity salesperson doesn't want you to know, which is really what makes them the Enigma. How do people uh, sign up for this? 
Well, they can go right to our website at AnnexWealth.com under the events tab and they can sign up and register, but do it quickly because these do actually fill up. It's really convenient. People do not have to leave the comfort of their home at all. They just stick around. Hey, uh, we're in a webinar world right now. Let's put a plug in for another webinar that's coming up. I know, Deanne, you're really excited about. I am. So on Wednesday, April the 28th at 12 noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time, we'll be holding a webinar especially for women called Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense. So when we're navigating through a world of so many choices, it's hard to know who to ask for assistance, how to identify if our best interests are being met and if they're really at the heart of the salesperson, and even to know what questions to ask. So this webinar looks at common points of financial challenges that women face, as well as unexpected events, or Danny, as I like to call them, the three Ds, death, divorce, and disability. So now, of course, these concerns are universal for all, regardless of gender. Resoundingly, yes, they are. But there's a confluence of factors that cause these types of major life events to be especially financially troubling for women. And this webinar focuses on empowerment. So we go through situations like maybe you don't know enough or you know the wrong details about the financial professionals you work with, or how can you actually know if someone's a fiduciary? How do you check? Or what if someone offers you a product that has seemingly all upside and no doubt? Downside. We take examples, cover red flags, what to watch for in each situation, and then we give best self-defense moves, what questions to ask, what information is actually important that you should focus on. We want to empower women in this webinar by helping them know what to ask, telling them how to verify information, and making the best informed decisions. We're going to be doing a lot of webinars that are going to be very useful for anybody who's listening. Details at AnnexWealth.com events. Eric Strom, Senior Financial Planner, CFP at Annex Wealth management. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and a CDFA. Stay well. You too, Danny. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management, where we ask you to know the difference. The Wall Street Journal has published a list of questions to ask your financial advisor. The very first one is, are you a fiduciary and are you willing to put that in writing? We've been asking people listening to our show to do that for years. That's just one of the ways to know the difference between financial advisors. People come to us every day with what I call a mishmash. Statements here and there, overlapping investments, no consolidation. Annex Wealth Management can clean that up and put it in order. Our team of investment, tax, and estate planners will work to make sure your plan is clear and coordinated. If this makes sense to you, or if you want a second opinion on your investments and retirement planning, go to AnnexWealth.com. You can learn more there or simply hit the Get Started button and start the process. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. I hope we see you soon. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. It's time for Ask Annex. you got a question for us, head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button front and center on our website, along with the Get Started button. Mark Oswald, i got to tell you, it's another record week of, of questions on Ask Annex, which means that if people are, are really thinking about this. As an essential business, we're still rocking, and we want to help people, so... Yeah, right. we get back to everybody who does post a question. A lot of them make it onto the air, but not all of them. But we get back to everybody, and we love
love these questions. So if you've got a question for us, go to Ask Annex and post your question. We'll get it on the air. Yep. Uh, use as many words as you want. Uh, Craig has a few. With earnings reports and revised earnings reports about to come in, no doubt at much lower levels, should we fear a double-dip market decline to reflect the P.E. ratios needing to come down? Well, you know, in February of 2019, we were trading at 19 times the next 12-month earnings forecast. That's astounding to see because, you know, we talked a lot about we started the year at $165 aggregate earnings. We came out early and said it looks, looks like it's going to be 140 which is you know, obviously a decline. We saw some numbers as low as 120 but let's assume 140 is the number and that we're going to be pretty close. A 20 multiple on 140 puts it at 2800 The other thing about the earnings forecast is analysts in the last four weeks have only raised earnings forecasts for 88 companies in the S&P 1500. They've lowered earnings forecasts for 1,236 of them. And generally, companies report in the direction of those revisions. No question. Next up is from Chris. My age is 60. Uh, I'm presently 80-20 aggressive conservative ratio. I'll be collecting my pension in two years and thinking I'll start to collect some of my 401k in four to five years. Is now the time to start to invest in a little more conservative well, that's just a classic financial planning question, Mark. And as you well know, this is what we do every day, all day, in all of our conference rooms. And now we're doing it, obviously, online. This is a financial planning question. We go through this with every single person. What are your risks? What are your goals? What are your assets? What are your income sources? That's an excellent answer because, it, you know, the answer from my perspective is it depends. There's so much more to this story than there is, you know, in that little question. And I think that for most people as they get towards retirement, yes, you become a little bit more conservative. But the old days of, you know, mailbox money for five years in retirement, and then, you know, you were leaving it to an heir. Those days are gone right now. You have to be thinking about maybe a 20-year or 30-year or 35-year retirement. So you want to make sure you continue to have some exposure to equity. And the last thing that I'd add to that, and really a quick answer would be, do you think equity prices are going to be higher two years from today right. than they are right now? It's Ask Annex. you got a question for us, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button right there on the front. This one's from Philip. I'm very concerned about the long-term effects of the $2.2 trillion package and the impact on the national debt. I don't see anyone in either party with the guts to address this crisis. Your thoughts? Who gets this one? Well, you know where I stand on this. You know, the fact that $22 trillion, and really, it's far more than the $2 trillion that he's talking about. It may be uh, much more than that. Of course, the expansion of the balance sheet, which really means that, it, that the interest rates have to stay low. And you can do some quick math on the air, but take more than $20 trillion and put a normal interest rate on that, whatever number you want, 4%, 5%, and you can see the interest it's going to take to service the debt. So if interest rates go up, it may overwhelm the system altogether. So we believe interest rates are going to stay low for a long time, and I do agree with them. No one's talking about the national debt, and it's going to be an issue at some point down the road. It's Ask Annex. This next one's from Carl. How do high-yield bond funds work? Why is it that the market goes up, but the bond fund goes down, and the market goes down, bond fund still goes down? <laughs> well, we've of often said that, you know, fixed-income portfolios aren't monolithic. You know, different bonds react to different things. High-yield bonds have a higher yield, uh, and that's typically because they're issued by companies that have a higher risk of default than, say, a blue-chip company like a Microsoft. But generally speaking, when bond prices go up, interest rates go down, and vice versa. But, but in the case case of high yield, they do trade with stocks. There is an economic risk factor there because it's really a credit orientation, right? You're, you're basically betting this company won't default. So when the market does well, high yield bonds tend to do well and vice versa. 
Yeah, so that's right. So high-yield bonds do trade more like equities than they do fixed income. That's always been the case. And you just think about high-yield means you know lower quality, usually means junk, if you will. Right, right. And therefore, if you're going to have to go borrow in this environment and you are less quality, your, bar- your balance sheet is, is not as good, your income statement is not as good, that then means that you're going to have to pay a higher interest rate. There's one other thing I want to say, Jermaine, to this question. You know, We saw carnage in the high-yield space over the last four weeks. We don't like to use high-yield high ETFs because generally, speaking, they're liquid, but the underlying instruments are not. You're much better off in high yield using an active manager. Let's ask Annex. Get a question for us. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Ask button. Like Mark said, we get back to everybody if this is making you lose sleep. And unfortunately, I don't even have to say what this is anymore. We just know what's going on. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get going on that free portfolio analysis. Put a pro on your side. Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner, Again, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. COVID-19's impact is staggering. From the tragic loss of life to the gut punch to the worldwide economy, we understand why you're feeling anxious. These challenging times are a result of a public health crisis that has created an economic crisis. Most thought the American economy was on a healthy track before the virus spread globally. But even the best health professionals can only estimate how long we'll have to live like this. Whether you're a client of Annex or not, please take a deep breath before making hasty decisions that could permanently harm your plan. I've said this often, this too shall pass. Our clients' plans are built to address current cash needs, intermediate goals, and eventually a satisfying retirement. We're committed to making that happen. If we can help, head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Use Annex everywhere and never leave the house. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Stay healthy. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sunday, April 26th, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Real quick on those webinars, we have one on Tuesday at noon, a woman's guide to self-defense. On Wednesday, COVID-19, how government stimulus impacts you now. That happens at 10 o'clock. That's next Wednesday. And the Annuity Enigma, it is back. It's a good one. Thursday, April 30th at 10 a.m. Details at AnnexWealth.com slash events. Yeah, they're all great events. But, you know, if, you, if you're somebody out there that's listening this morning and you own an annuity contract, that's a great presentation that we're doing a lot of great information there. It's based on questions from people like you that own annuities, and the question becomes, what do I own? What does it do for me? What are the costs involved in this? And what are my options? And I think it's a really great presentation. So if you haven't, if you own one of these contracts and you haven't had a fiduciary, have a conversation with you about the ownership of that contract, get in on that webinar. One of the things that we do on our portfolio analysis, we ask a question, do you have annuities in your portfolio? Would you like us to do the analysis? And we've done over 500 in the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that number's even gotten a little it, stale. It has, I mean, yeah. it's probably double that now with all the people taking advantage of that. Derek, let's talk a little bit about the oil markets. Just crazy this week when you talk about the futures contracts and, you know, you saw May oil get down to $10 a barrel, then $3 a barrel, and people were saying it could go to zero, and it went way way south of that. Yeah, I think it closed it at one, I think it closed the day before contract expiration at minus $38 a barrel. So, put that, I mean, what's the, what does that really mean? Well, 
what it means is the, the futures market is basically a vehicle for companies to hedge risk. So oil companies could short futures to hedge their oil price risk or lock in the price, which then allows them to borrow money at a cheaper rate and so on and so forth, because no one really knows where the price of oil is going from month to month. But generally speaking, there are two types of futures contracts. There are ones that settle to physical, right. and then there are ones that settle to cash. The S&P 500 futures settle to cash. So wherever the S&P cash is the day the contract settled is what the value of your contract ends at. In the case of oil, in this particular month, it settled to physical. So basically, if which you were, means you got to come pick it up. Well, yeah, and if you live in Greenwich, Connecticut, and they're delivering it in Houston, Texas, you got to find somewhere to put it. And you know, most people don't want to put oil in their pool, and their neighbors really won't <laughs> like it either if they have it in their backyard. So generally speaking, when you're trading futures contracts, understand that you don't want to be in the spot month, particularly if it can be delivered. Well, now let's talk about what that really means for consumers here in Southwest Florida, and what does it mean for the economy? Is it a signal, basically, that the economy is dragging, that there isn't demand and we still have too much supply? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just the worst of all possible worlds. If you're an oil oil baron, if you will, there's no demand and there's too much supply. There's supply sitting out there in the ocean. Uh, most of the reservoirs that hold oil are full. And essentially, it costs money to hold oil. You know, there's a ship that's holding it. That costs money. So basically, you've got short-term weakness there. But if you look at the outdated futures prices, you know, they're basically saying oil should be about $20, $24 a barrel, which is still well below where where we've been historically, and Mark, you and I both remember, did you ever think we would see the price of gas less than a dollar a gallon? Well, it's crazy that you're around 150 a gallon here in southwest Florida, and for, for gas, I mean, it's just unbelievable, historically thinking, but... I guess my bigger point to you, too, Derek, is when you start thinking about energy, for instance, as a sector in your portfolio, I mean, right now when you start thinking about our investment committee and our thinking is we are certainly being tactical in the sectors that we are overweighting in our portfolios because some sectors are going to do better than others when this economy does turn around. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you know, oil is kind of interesting. We obviously, as you know, Mark, don't own it tactically, but it is getting to a point where, you know, in a, in a few months when we have a little bit more economic visibility, we see that the Chinese have boost, started to boost their own demand for oil. Perhaps you get a further production cut out of Saudi Arabia and Russia. Oil might make sense for a tactical, but right now it's less than 3% of the S&P 500 weighting. So basically, Apple's market cap is more than the entire oil industry. What do you think about healthcare? I mean, I know we're thinking about maybe that might be a little overbought right now in terms of healthcare as a sector. You think everything that's going on around the world, I mean, you have to think healthcare is going to do all right. Well, first of all, you know, Bernie Sanders is no longer in the race, so Medicare for all is off the table, so we're not going to eliminate private uh, health insurers like uh, United Healthcare and Anthem. Um, the pharmaceutical companies, I was reading that, you know, Johnson & Johnson and Lilly are hot in pursuit of a vaccine. I don't know if they'll make money on this vaccine, if you will, but generally speaking, healthcare stocks benefit from demographics, attractive valuations, but they are very extended on a relative You know, basis. The, the takeaway, guys, I think for, for me is, again, and I say this every week, is know what you own and why you own it in your portfolio. If you want a fiduciary to help you, give us a call. We'd be happy to help. And if you look at that statement and say, well, I got a bunch of stuff, but I don't know how to decode that, that's okay because we're really good at it and we can do it. And you can get it going on a Sunday morning. Just head to AnnexWealth.com and click that Get Started button. It's just that easy. Thanks for listening, folks. Stay safe. Stay healthy. This is the Annex Wealth Man. Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. 